0: Thank you for joining us again on Paranormal XL. As always, I am Gigi, and with me, like, until forever is Mama Mary. How how are you? How is you? I'm doing good. It was a great week. Oh, heck yeah. We're, like, pumped right now. Enough? We're Yeah, we're recording at the end of the day, so we're, like, well, you're kind of getting our tired selves, but in a good way. It's kind of a little different, isn't it? It is. That's all right. We had a very fun adventure, though, before this recording. We got to yeah. go... Where we go, <laughs> the cemetery, Stryker Cemetery, with our crew for the first time to break out the equipment and see what it does. We yeah, it w- it was awesome. It was awesome. Minus the mosquitoes. It was no, yeah.
1: awesome. We got lots of stuff.
0: Yeah, a lot did. of stuff. A lot of validation too. Yeah, we got to see Madge. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> that one's for you, Manda. That mere balls. And even better. Got to talk your dad to let me drive the jeep. Yeah, that was that was, that was a fun, fun ride. ride.
1: We won't we won't tell him all the stuff that we did in the jeep, like, to and you know, from where we went, <laughs> backtracking, mudding, bogging,
0: M- mudding, 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 muddin', March with Maj and the Boo hags, Boo hags and Midge, stupid Boo hags, Midge and the Boo hags. We we're probably driving like, look at those stupid Boo hags in that jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but we got to wave at other jeep owners. That's right. What's up with that? Like, <laughs> that was. Sorry, guys. That was like the coolest thing ever. Was there was so a cute. baby deer. Little tiny baby deer. It oh. was Bambi. It had the white little dots, and she didn't oh. want to interrupt the podcast, so we're just gonna throw it in there. Want a and big I got hug? Pictures. It. Want a Aww. big hug? It. Yeah. We're gonna uh, post pictures. Yeah. And it's not very paranormal, but it was super cute, and I. Aww. Where's its mom? Oh,
1: that's kind of sad. <sighs> I'm
0: looking Come for it right now, dear. Oh, my heart hurts now. Aww. Okay, anyhow, then. <laughs> Where were we? Madge and the Boo Hags. Um, <laughs> that was so. good. I was like, "What are you having a stroke or something?" You're all hitting me. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I know it's fucking hot in here. Knock <laughs> <That> it <shit> over. <laughs> like <laughs> was, I was, I was I'm eating. pointing out the door and I can't see where she's pointing. I'm like, is it a bee? Is it a snake? Jerking you over trying to shove your face in the
1: window. Sasquatch
0: <laughs> is out there? <laughs> My client, Mom and Mary, we're recording. <laughs> okay, where were we for like reels? Oh, so we got to go dust out the equipment so that was pretty awesome. That was a great, great cemetery. Yes. Such good energy.
1: You know, it, it was super fun With Jody, Amanda, and Rich. It was just,
0: it was a good time. It it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, that was our first time actually going out together as a group, a full group, and seeing what everybody's gonna bring to the table and everybody.
1: Everybody definitely brought something.
0: I brought humor. I don't bring much else, and I'm terrible with the camera, and I know this. Cause I talk with well, my hands when I get talking. You seriously can't be
1: itching your head
0: while <laughs> you're in my it arms, too. mosquitoes were <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Except for that creepy backpack full of stuff that we found. That was creepy. That was super creepy. That was, <laughs> and then we emptied it. <laughs> <laughs> with a stick. With a stick, because nobody wanted their fingerprints on it. Cause it was scary, and we thought we might have to call the cop. You never can believe what we found in there. Yeah, deodorant, fishing line fishing K- hooks. K-Y K- jelly! I, I was waiting. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, that was a little creepy. It was kind of creepy. It but, explains the hand soap that we found in the middle of it. Yeah. Full hand soap, might I add. Soft yeah. hands, hand soap. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It was. Hmm. Somebody got out of there in a hurry. Yeah. I bet they were really sad when they realized what they left behind that. <laughs> yes. night time. They were like, oh, <laughs> K- <why jelly?"> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Was so what are we talking cemetery? about this week? Oh. oh, back on track, you're right. <laughs> oh. So with that being said, we got some big things coming, but now let's talk ghost towns. Oh, I love
1: <sighs> I love 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 ghost towns. I Yes. Just the idea that they're when you walk into one and you can
0: feel what was once there. But that's the history of it. Yeah, the, that's the what I'm going, I go on. I like going places where it, there's history. Um, what are we drinking? McCarty (laughs) raz It's a little bit more You kind of hit me hard. (laughs) Hold on to your (laughs) panties. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. The history of places and... (laughs) Well, just just the idea that, you know, when you walk into it, these places at one
1: point had a purpose. Yes, they were thriving. They had energy. They had people there. They were created because people gather there and it makes you wonder, you know, obviously like in Michigan, there's a lot of, you know, coal mining places or, you know, lumber, you know, lumber towns that kind of just extinguished out at some point, but like, you wonder why sometimes,
0: Mm -hmm. why people just leave. Yeah, like what was the start of, like why that first person leave and then go down the line. See, I was thinking about that when I was looking through the stories this week. And a few weeks ago, I don't know why it made me think this, because then I'm like, oh, I do that whenever I see, like, an abandoned house, even, or an old store. I'm like, man, I I try to picture back, like, what it would be like, you know, if it was open in the 50s. I I don't know. I I love the 50s era anyway. But I was at Goodwill with um, my soon-to-be sister-in-law, and we were looking at stuff, and I was like, man, look at this. It was an old shoe polish kit. It had everything in it. Oh, it was wow. one of those really, really old ones still in the wooden box. I'm like, man, she's like, what is that? Why are you looking at that? I said, I, I picked it up. And I, I don't know, the look in my face or my eyes or something, she's like, you were so sincere. Because I was like, this has a story. I said, everything in here has a story. That it does. And I go, that, that creepy looking doll over there, it's got a story. Oh, God, don't talk about the dolls. <laughs> oh. I know, right? But even that that pretty candle holder that I'm not going to buy because I don't need it. Even that candle holder, <laughs> you know, I don't need it. But that had a story that was sitting in somebody's house. They probably got it for a gift and that made them happy. She stopped and she's like, I never thought of things like that. And I said, I yeah. never realized I did either until I said it out loud. And I'm like, Ever- everything brought at one point probably joy to somebody or some kind of feeling.
1: Well, yeah, everything carries an energy. It absorbs your energy. And um, I, 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 sometimes I think... That's the same way with ghost towns or homes. When when people are in these areas, they're providing those things with their energy. And that's why, I know it's probably a silly thought, but that's why sometimes I feel like when you have an abandoned house and it starts to fall apart, it's because the energy of the family that lived there provides life to the home. And when there's no longer life, it kind of crumples up and dies. Right. Right. That's my feeling. And I think, you know, I feel it's the same way with a ghost town. Obviously, um, the scientific would say, well, yeah, duh, stupid, because there's nobody there repairing it and fixing it up. Right. But at the same time, I feel that energetically it kind of just loses, you know, it kind of just falls to pieces and dies. That's sad.
0: It is. So I like to see the beauty in that stuff. Even in ghost towns, I think. Some of them are beautiful. (laughs) Just because what i want to say not wearing but but time time is actually a beautiful thing and mm-hmm. it can be beautiful to nature man I, know. I should be on the nature channel you're like flipping <laughs> poetic tonight i know whoa um <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that'd be a good thing we don't record at night very often oh uh, yeah probably <laughs> um yeah just the whole energy of it, and
1: the the mystique of it, the nostalgia. of. Yeah. the The memories that obviously some memories. people made there.
0: That's it. I love memories. I wonder what you know. Even, t- this little cauldron I have in front of me. What kind of memories does that does this thing have? You know, like, like I don't know. I just think it's so neat to mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. Like, like what if in our past life, that was our cauldron, it probably and, and it came back. I know, it followed us. It's cute. It is a cute little baby cauldron. I love it. Teeny tiny cauldron. Need to find another one. I'm all serious. <laughs> find another cauldron. <laughs> I got this thing with cauldrons. I know. I love poles. <laughs> it is so hot here. <laughs> it's all right though. I'm having a good time. So do you do you wanna do like one in one? Or? Yeah. Yeah. This is a cool one. This is um Bodie, California. I think I have something on that, too. Do you? Yeah. Okay,
1: so I'll go through mine, and then see what you can add to it. Okay? Word. What does it say? In the year of 1859, um, a gentleman named Bodie, he visited the area, and he discovered gold. That news spread really quickly, so, you know, a lot of individuals flocked to this area to try to, you know, find their own buried treasure. Eventually, the town of Bodie, it was formed. The individual, though, who created it... Well, they with the individual who created it, they spelled the town name differently than who founded the town. So there's a little Is bit of confusion movie? with that. Yeah, But uh, it, it grew with, like, several hundred people, like, right away. And by 1877, there was 12,000 people, mainly because everybody was trying to discover their own gold. And then there are some people who called Bodhi a sea of sin, only because of all the greed that kind of, you know, built up. Yeah around the area, but they really do consider it like, not just a ghost town, but a really haunted ghost town. (laughs) There's lots of history of paranormal activity, especially, um, even to spook like the most professional of ghost hunters, the ones who really go in and they've been doing it for a long time, a seasoned ghost hunter. But uh, a lot of these stories include a history of a man called Jim Kane, and his home was very, very paranormal. He had a servant that was Chinese that cared for his home. It ended up being that she ended up getting fired because she was known to be his mistress. And after she was fired, she took her own life. So it's said that the spirit really still frequents that home of Mr. Kane. And there's like tons of experiences that have been recorded, like sounds of music and other noises that's from like a certain bedroom. And then a face of a woman appearing in a window on the second story. Individuals feeling like they're being held down. Suffocation being experienced. Doors opening and closing on their own. Extreme fear with no rational explanation. And then there's um, the, the Mendocini home in, this Cal- in the California ghost town. And it's been noted for people experiencing the sound of children laughing and playing. Sounds that reflect a full social event and smells of food cooking. It was rumored that Bodhi was cursed and that it's believed that individual spirits of the community come together as one to protect what is left of the town. If someone attempts to remove any aspect of the spiritually inclined community, they are doomed to misfortune until they return, which they've taken. It's not unusual for park officials to receive mail, which returns even the smallest of items that individuals have taken from the community. Many even include full letters of apologies to both the physical and spiritual beings that reside in this real ghost town.
0: Quite a bit, I didn't think I, this little, what do we call it, blurb? Okay, so the blurb I have on Bodie, California, that's kind of fun to say. Bodie, California was officially founded in 1876 after miners stumbled upon rich deposits of gold and silver in its hillsides. Gold crazed prospectors flocked to the settlement at a rate of more than two dozen per day in the late 1870s, It is, and its population eventually soared to some 10,000 people. Thanks to larger-than-life accounts of whiskey-fueled shootouts and outposts, soon earned a reputation as the Sea of Sin, like you just said, filled with rough men, prostitutes, and opium dens. Oh, wow. Like most boom towns, Bodie eventually went bust. By the 1880s it had outgrown its meager infracture and a a succession of harsh and deadly winters convinced many of its prospectors to move to a more profitable location. The population dwindled until the 1940s when the last residents finally shipped out. Since then Bodie has become known as one of the nation's most well-preserved ghost towns. Its 200 ramshackle buildings are kept in state of arrest decay by park rangers and tourists flock to the site to explore its 1880s Methodist church, saloons, and post office, as well as its ruins of burned-out bank vaults. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I have more. That'd be cool. Um. It says, For years, visitors to this ghost town have learned that bad luck will befall anyone who makes off with an artifact, a curse that is lifted only when the piece of contraband is returned. Sure enough, park ranger... I'm not going to say the name, says that a couple times a month he gets something in the mail, an old nail or a piece of glass with an anonymous letter apologizing. They know they've done something wrong. Curse or no curse, he says, karma is karma. And yet people still can't resist slipping off with a piece of history. It's understandable. Abandoned towns exist all over the world, but there's something uniquely American, even romantic, about ghost towns. Perhaps it's because so many sprang up in the 19th century Old West, When a rush to find gold and other minerals created an old-style economic bubble. When the money or luck ran out, so did the residents, often leaving behind empty houses, saloons, and brothels. Like, wow. That reminds me of a place
1: that's up in Sheboygan. Uh, I forget what it's called, so I'd have to look it up. But uh, I remember when I was little, my sister, she took me there. My brother-in-law's sister. But, um... It's some kind of, I think it's some kind of witches' thing, if I remember correctly. But it's way out in the middle of the woods, and it's some kind of tomb. And they say that if you take a piece of stone from that tomb, that you won't be able to leave until you take the stone back. It's okay. Like, your car won't start. Mm-hmm. Like, they've, they've had, like, documented, you know, situations where that actually happened. Not that it really has to do with the ghost town, but it, it just kind of yeah. struck me that you had bad luck, you know, until yeah. you return the item. I feel that's, like in a lot of really movies. important you shouldn't just you, yeah, should you take shouldn't take something that belongs to a piece of property or a land
0: yeah it's just not it's right like anyway whether you believe or not yeah Yeah. it's, it's... just respect yeah yeah it's but just reality.
1: like just like you know when we were going through the graveyard mm-hmm. earlier and seeing things that had been turned over or the flowers that had fallen over and the flags that had fallen over picking them up and then putting them back where they were supposed to be that's just it's respect
0: yes for sure I was like, no. well, I seen that flag over, and I put that mm-hmm. back up. I just, certain things in a cemetery get me. Mm-hmm. Whew. What else you got in there? Oh, <laughs> places I can't pronounce, so this will be fun. My <laughs> yes. the listeners will love this. That's my favorite. How about, how about <laughs> Pripyat, Ukraine? <laughs> I don't know if any people from Ukraine listen, but I am sorry if I got that totally wrong. <laughs> At 1:23 a.m. on April 26, 1986, a catastrophic meltdown took place inside reactor number four at the Soviet nuclear power plant at Chernobyl. The explosion that followed, some scent fumes and radioactive materials soaring into the skies over Pripyat, a nearby city built to the uh, to house the plant scientists and workers. It took 36 hours. Before the town's 49,000 residents were evacuated, and many later suffered severe health effects as a result of their own brief exposure to the fallout. Soviet authorities later sealed off an 18-mile radius exclusion zone surrounding Chernobyl, leaving... Why do I have problems with that? Pripyat... I think I'm saying it wrong, but... Pripyat, an abandoned ghost town. The city has since languished for nearly three decades as a chilling... Reminder of the disaster. Its buildings have decayed and been particularly reclaimed by the elements and wild animals roam through what were once bustling apartments, sports complexes, and amusement park. In the town post office, hundreds of letters from 1986 still sit waiting to be mailed, while radiation levels in Pripyat have dropped enough to recent years to allow urban explorers and former residents to make brief visits. Scientists estimate that it could take several centuries before the town is once again safe for habitation. Wow. That's sad. It's sort of like
1: that movie, The Stand. Where yes. Where that disease gets, you know, released. Well, there's a movie like this where it was
0: a nuclear... Was it... <laughs> what's that one that just came out? Oh, my God. No, that ain't that. <laughs> I was thinking what's that ah uh, the big the big monster King Kong no not King Kong Godzilla Godzilla I want but I don't think it was Godzilla. It had the dad as the the dad from Malcolm in the middle. he was an actor oh. in it but they ended up half to yeah it was it was like that kinda they had a meltdown at the nuclear plant or whatever and they couldn't go back and people kept trying to go back and it was it was it was a good movie, but I can't remember huh. anyway I don't know. That, that is a cool <laughs> story, though.
1: This one is, um, I'm going to try to pronounce it, Cahaba, <laughs> Alabama. It doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound right, but that's the way it's pronounced. It is um, one of Alabama's most famous ghost towns, and it was the state's first permanent capital from like 1820 to 1825. Wow, not a very long time. It was a, really big for trading and transport of cotton before the Civil War and um, a village for freed slaves after the war. The town, um, it was uh, the confluence of the Alabama and Kanaba rivers, and it had several comebacks after floods because it, it flooded and there was a lot of like uh, yellow fever epidemics mm-hmm. throughout the towns because of all the flooding. Then, but all the residents eventually drifted away like for good by like the 1900s. It's now known as the old Cah- Cahaba Archea- archaeological park and the town and its abandoned streets, cemeteries, and ruins have been the setting for many ghost stories, including one about a ghostly orb appearing in a now-vanished garden maze at the home of Cece
0: Pex. Cece. Hi Cece sissy sissy oh sissy go to bed sissy <laughs> i wish mike listened to this podcast god damn it mike i wish i had nice brothers because that's yeah. all i got a bunch of brothers <laughs> don't even like me and i can say that because they're not gonna listen well skylar Johnson and a really listen Aw, they do that's good or at least do, they do, download or pretend to listen
1: i don't do know you threaten
0: to ground them if they yeah. don't yeah yeah good call good call so I, <laughs> you thought that was bad? Look what I gotta try to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff right here. Ooh, wee. <laughs> Those spikes. You can always tell when we laugh. All right, anyhow, in, Let's try to pronounce this word: sir, Cerglen, France. I'm getting fancy. Wee wee. Oh wee wee. Oh wee wee. See see. Okay. I, I, some of these have really tragic stories, and we're like laughing. We I need know. to stop it. Oh! Can't
1: help it. It's fun. Are you
0: twitching? Yeah. <laughs> I got something in my eye. See, I totally wish that we would record some of these, like, video records. <laughs> it's like a mirror ball. Oh my ball. god. <laughs> <laughs> I got <have> a freaking <laughs> mirror ball and <laughs> bring my eyeball. Get those balls uh, out of here. Marge, Marge put a <laughs> mirror ball in my eye. Damn it, Marge. Marge smoking those cigars, <laughs> spilling a coffee all over. <laughs> anyway, we're really not trying to get our own funny sitcom, or are we? <laughs> anyway, back to that one French word I, I don't want to pronounce again. On the afternoon of June 10th, night that's coming up. It is. On the afternoon of June 10th, 1944, the village of ordor glane was the scene of one of the worst massacres of French civilization during World War II. In what is believed to have been an act of revenge for the town's supposed support of the French Renaissance, a Nazi waif and SS detach- detachment rounded up and murdered 642 of its residents and burned most of their houses to the ground. The men were taken to barns and machine-gunned, and the women and children were locked in a church and killed with explosives and incendiary grenades. Only a handful of people managed to survive by playing dead and later fleeing to the forest. That was really hard to to say
1: that's kind of creepy it's kind of sad that's like super think, sad when you think about rounding up like not only imagine what's going through those people's minds but like how would you
0: feel as a soldier doing that like th- you think i that think nazis them... were were brainwashed i think i think you're right in a sense yes i mean i don't know very much about that history only because i'm probably gonna get ridiculed but that's a bad part of history. I don't want that lingering around in my memories or my thoughts. And, yeah. and I just, I knew what, I, and I learned what I had to learn in school. Speaking of Nazis, I am getting a little off topic here. But is it wrong of me to kind of be like, oh, we went to Ethan's sixth grade orientation, and we're walking up and down the hallways. Well, they did a piece on Nazis in World War II and stuff, and I understand that they do that. But I kid you not, they had these children build the incinerators, essentially is what they are, where they put the Jews in and burn them. These sixth graders, or whatever grade, may have been eighth grade, that did these, and they put these out in the hallways so people could see, but it showed like people dying, like like the, their little little men that they had to place there. And I was like, why would they do that? I was like, Sean, what is that? And he's like, you know what that is. I said, but why would they make the kids do that? And he's like, it's part of history. I said, I understand that. But at the same point, I understand that we got to learn that. But they built that. They Maybe to get him to, like, empath- empathize with it? I hope so. And I hope kids don't, I, I don't know. I could go on forever about that because I do have hard feelings and, it, and that hurts me. Back to where we are. This sad, sad story. My gosh. A new orador sur was built nearby after the war ended, but French President Charles de Gaulle ordered that the burned-out ruins of the Old Town be left untouched as a monument to the victims. The facades of dozens of brick buildings and charred storefronts still remain, as well as graveyards of rustic cars and bicycles, scattered sewing machines, and unused tram tracks. The site is also home to a museum which holds a collection of relics and mementos recovered from the rubble. That was a hard oh. one. Yeah. I don't think I don't want to go see that one. No, that's a big That's a big piece of history right there. Huge. It is. Huge, but sad history. It's just history it sucks when it's sad because it doesn't have to be sad, but we learn about the sad history. That because, is true. Because it is change. With sadness comes change, and I understand that, but my gosh. All that pain and all that loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no point. The only way you could go was change.
1: Well, it just goes to show that we're always fighting um, the darkness with light, no matter what. In some shape or form, always. There's always some kind of underlying battle. Yeah. For the good versus the evil.
0: I don't like that story. Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go eat some mirror dolls.
1: This one is uh, about Virginia City and Nevada City and Montana. And this is all about, like, the gunslinging Old West. Nice. And this residence was Calamity Jane in Virginia City, and um, this city has not really changed a whole lot since 1863, with hundreds of historic buildings still standing. And one mile down the road on Elder Gulch is Nevada City, which is another town that boomed and busted because of the gold rush. If you can, you can ride a train between the two cities, and you can witness early settlers struggling to survive and actual historical events. Through living history, shows the hanging of Rud Yeager and the reality of life in a gold rush town. It's likely to leave you shaking and excited. I like mm. how I like the idea how they obviously turn it into a tourist attraction, which means money. But right. they've connected it with a train, so you can kind of get the feel of what it was like to yeah. travel along from town to town. That, that's that is pretty neat. cool, and that's in Nevada, um, Montana. Montana. Me, Montana. Yep.
0: Okay, that's.
1: Yeah, doable we'll Let's see. let's be real. We all had to be a little bit fascinated with, like, the Old West. Oh yeah. And the little bit the the law and the lawlessness that occurred back then, where it was normal to go out and
0: yeah, you know Wayne. find Ooh.
1: find justice by having a gun gunfight. Yeah, you know it's fascinating. Knew. Favorite movie of all time is The Quick and the Dead. Yeah, where Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone shoots all the men. Oh well, I like yeah. That. <laughs> she's kind of good looking too. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do. I think she's
0: kind of hot in that. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> it's a girl crush. I mean, she's not Thor. Oh but, Thor. Yeah. I'm like, who's Thor? <laughs> who's who's Thor. Who's Thor? <laughs> no. <hold it. laughs> I love Thor so much. (laughs) I seen him on a thing, and then I... I just learned that the new Spider-Man, the young Spider-Man, the Avengers, he is British. When I said he is not, the kid said, turn up this video, Mom. And I did. And then there was a clip of Thor, and then he had toys, the Spider-Man guy did. And then he flicked Thor off and left three of them on there, and like said something about being best of friends or whatever. I was like, oh, you just threw thor on the floor and that again hurt my heart and i was very sad i was like it's okay thor i'm feeling nauseous i know i know so therefore i do not like spider-man stupid spider-man i like the old the other spider-man before the young spider-man came Yeah, i like mm-hmm. him anyway Classic. <laughs> we got Hashima island japan today Hashima Island is a vacant labyrinth of crumbling concrete, seawalls, and deserted buildings, yet it was once among the most densely populated places on the planet. The small island off the coast of Nagasaki was first settled in 1887 as a coal mining colony. It was later purchased by Mitsubishi, which built some of the world's first multi-story reinforced concrete buildings to house its bursting population. Hashima remained a hive of activity for the next several decades, especially during World War II. Not most of them. The ones I have are going through World War II. When the Japanese forced thousands of Korean laborers and Chinese POWs to toil in its mines. By the 1950s, the 16-acre rock was packed to the gills with more than 5,200 residents. Most workers found the cramped conditions unlivable, and the city was prominently abandoned after the mine closed in 1974. Forty years of neglect have left Hashima a dilapidated ruin of collapsed staircases and condemned apartments. Many of its high-rises are still filled with old televisions and other relics from the mid-20th century. And its once teeming swimming pools, barbershop, and school classrooms now sit in shambles. The island was officially opened to tourists in 2009 and has since served as the inspiration for the villain's hideout in the 2012 James Bond film Skyfall. Oh, that's kind of cool. That is cool. I'm I'm glad that they gave it. Um, they gave it life again by letting yeah. people go visit it and give mm-hmm. um, it a of its energy. Movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it did. That one might be neat. I I think to go see just like, I don't know, stepping into one of the old apartments and then be like stepping back into like the seventies or fi- or fifties. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Oh, the fifties, but that that would be super neat. I I think. Yeah. and I kind of picture, you know, a family sitting in there doing their thing from the 50s. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Oh, yes. Now this one, it used to be called uh, Forest City, but it's now called St. Elmo.
0: And again, oh, no. it was a bustling
1: mining you know, town. Yeah. It had a, pop- a population of 2,000 at its peak. By 1930, there's only seven people that actually resided there, um, including the family who ran the general store as well as the hotel, one who is rumored to haunt the place to this day. So, you know, a lot of these, basically what they're saying is the residents kind of never left, kind of stayed there, and they now haunt the areas that they own. Oh, okay. It's now privately owned and maintained, but visitors can still swing by the small city, which is, like, said to have some of the most paranormal activity in the state. Like, it's very, you know... Highly active. And this is Arizona. That would be fun to go visit that. Oh, yes. And there's another one um, called Goldfield. And again, you know, swarming with miners, looking for gold, especially in the late 1800s. It kind of dried up in 1898, and then it was renamed in 1921, Youngsburg. But again, it was abandoned in 1926. Um, in 1988, a defunct city took the route of a few other ghost towns. and became a tourist attraction, and it holds a handful of activities that include, like, a zip line, okay. reptile exhibits, and horseback rides. There's also a museum, a saloon, and other different, like, merchants. So they kind of turned it into, like, a big tourist attraction. Yeah. They utilized it and, you know, again, brought people in to, so maybe, see the I, of course, make money off of it, but I think... There's somebody there that wasn't looking for the money. It was looking for preserving the history and bringing people back into that energy. Yeah. well, why not? You if know, it's make it there, America.
0: make it useful Yeah. if it's there, for sure. Yeah. I got one from Ver- Show- Verocia, Cyprus. <laughs> in the early 1970s, the immaculate beaches of Verosha, Cyprus served as one of the most popular millionaires' playgrounds in the Mediterranean. The suburb boasted a thriving tourist economy and celebrities such as Elizabeth Taylor and Brigitte Bardet were known to take the sand and sun at the high-class beachfront hotels. All that changed in August 1974 when Turkey invaded Cyprus and occupied its northern third in response to a Greek nationalist-led coup. Varosha's 15,000 residents fled the city in terror, leaving their valuables and livelihoods behind. Most assumed they would return once the frightening stopped. fighting stopped, but ongoing political strife has seen for she'll waste away behind a heavily guarded barrier ever since I'd like to know what it looks like now
1: yeah
0: just to that does pique yeah. the curiosity yeah because there's like nothing nothing after that oh wait <laughs> wait we'll turn the page there's more <laughs> there's more buy one for 9.99 you get the other one for 28.99. Just kidding. <laughs> the few intrepid explorers who have ventured into the no-man's land describe the resort as a crumbling ghost town. Trees have grown grown through the floors of restaurants and homes, and the most of the former residents' belongings have been looted or destroyed. That's sad. What is left stands as a spooky time capsule in the 1970s, including bell-bottoms in a shop window, a 40-year-old vehicle still parked at car dealerships. In recent years, Greek and Turkish... Cypriot to have held talks regarding reopening the former jet setters haven, but experts estimate that it would take upwards of twelve billion dollars to make it, to make its decrepit buildings livable again. Oh wow! Well, that's somebody who's extremely rich should make that their goal. That's true. We do have billionaires. That's right. Or get a couple of them together, and it wouldn't be. I mean, it'd still be a lot out of your pocketbook, but. Yeah. Not that much. Or even Just get it split it up. Get like I don't twenty eight millionaires together. I don't know. There you go. It's I like it's like easy. Yeah. Duh. I'd sh- go there. Get your shit together, millionaires. Yeah. I tell you what. When I become one, I'll show get, them who's boss. You're gonna have your shit together. No. That'll be the worst time ever. It won't be the worst time ever, but that'll be the time that I, that I've. How do I want to say that? I
1: don't know.
0: Cause I've never really had my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes me me. I'm fun. Well, what I do need to have yeah. together, I have together. Not all of it's together. Nobody has it all together. Yeah, see? Now, if I became a millionaire... You would just be rich and not have it all together. Yeah. Which would be awesome. That'd be okay. Yeah? I'll pay people to have my shit together. <laughs> <You can> just, <laughs> hey, get my shit together, will you? <laughs> pay people to get your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, anyway,
1: <also So>, <laughs> I'm Well, on the eastern edge of Death Valley... There um, is a town called Rhyolite. It's a former mining hub, of course. It hit its peak in 1907. It boasted a hospital, an opera house, a stock exchange, and the area seemed so promising that even Charles M Schwab invested and bought one of the mines. Unfortunately, it didn't take long for the thousands of people to scatter. A financial crisis, natural disasters, and the loss of funding cost nearly every resident to leave this Nevada spot by the 1920s. And now it just sits there, lonely and sad. Do you think, like, ghost towns miss their people? Like, do you think, like, they're happy, and then all of a sudden nobody's there and they're lonely? Like, nobody's there to open their doors? I or would touch be. Their knobs, if I was I'd be super stuff. sad if
0: I didn't have anybody to touch my knobs. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think of it that way, Mama. I
1: know. You're
0: right. No knob touching. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cooking mirror balls on my stove. No balls. No knobs. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. This is getting this is sad. This is depressing. Yeah. I don't like this one. Why'd you let us do this one? <laughs> like how I always blame it on you. Why'd you That's let right. us? Why'd you let me? Everybody blames everything <laughs> on me anyway, so it doesn't matter, Go ahead. I don't ever mean it. It's okay. I don't, don't, don't ever mean, mean it. Alright, so the next one and last one that I have is I was just reading this one earlier. For the Okay. For my last trick. Which it is kind of a trick because well, you just heard me trying to struggle. <laughs> Ford Lidia, Brazil. In 1927, Henry Ford began work on Ford Ladia, a massive rubber plantation in the jungles along Brazil's Tapajos River. The automotive magnate needed the town as a steady source of rubber for its car tires and hoses, but he also saw the venture as a chance to bring small-town American values to the Amazon. Huh. I just think that's weird. You just yeah. wake up one day. I'm going to move stuff over to the Amazon.com. com. <laughs> Having already left his mark on, on cities like Dearborn, Michigan. Oop, oop. Oh. Not that we're from Dearborn, but we're from Michigan. Well, this is Michigan, so. Hey. <laughs> he designed a company town complete with swimming pools, a golf course, suburban-style bungalows, and weekly square dance... What? In weekly square dancing sessions. Oh. oh. <laughs> Unfortunately for Ford, his experiment was doomed almost from the start. It was the square dancing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You, square dancing. <laughs> just, you had me at square dancing. Well, I was like, yeah, swimming pools and golf courses, and then he's, and then he just throws in. I think I'm gonna put in square dancing. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> so it was doomed because of the square dancing. Ford Ladia's rubber trees fell victim to leaf fungus and its employees chafed under the town's strict regulations, which included a ban on alcohol. What oh, okay, quit reading that right now. We're done. Wow. <laughs> I know right. Don't need that. We're kind gonna of flip this table over. Ever. <laughs> ever. Ever Clashes between Brazilian laborers and American managers soon became a common occurrence. Well yeah. During one riot over cafeteria rules, Ford Ladia's employees destroyed most of their mess hall with machetes and pushed the town's trucks into the river henry ford eventually sank 20 million into his would-be workers paradise but the town failed to produce any latex for his automobiles having never visited the city himself he finally sold it to the brazilian government in 1945 for pennies on the dollar the wilderness has reclaimed larp large portions of Ladian's campus in the years since, but many of its buildings are still standing, and the town has become a minor tourist destination for backpackers and curiosity seekers. Wow. I just totally learned something.
1: That is really cool to think that Henry Ford has a ghost town.
0: Well, it was like he was trying to be Willy Wonka, and and, and, in the Amazon, you know, where he found his Oompa (laughs) Loompas, and that his... That's all I picture. Is, a, is Henry Ford being. The machetes. <laughs> Henry Ford <laughs> being Willy Wonka, and the workers being his Oompa Loompas, and instead of cocoa beans, it was rubber trees, and, <laughs> and it's just funny to think about. I wow, see it. that's an interesting. I just totally learned something new in American history, even. That is, that's pretty cool. I, and I can guarantee you there's a lot of people who didn't know that. I know, right? Well, good job, Henry Ford. It may have been a crazy idea at the at the end of the day, but you took a stab at it.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's more than what we can say for a whole lot of people. That that's awesome. Just like when you're trying to pronounce words. Oh. Oh, my word problem. He took a stab at it. And people. And I murdered it. (laughs) And people could read my hands. They'd be all right. They know what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Duh. I know. Oh. Oh my God! My body is oh.
1: Oh. Well, I do have one. That's in Thurmond, West Virginia, and it's a empty downtown. But there's actually five people that still live there. It's now you know a ghost a ghost of thriving community that used to be. It used to be a big uh, stop on the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway. And the invention of the diesel locomotive in the nineteen fifties it rendered its coal run railroad obsolete. So the the train depot is just a museum and the Amtrak station and visitor center for travelers who come to the region to raft on the river George, the they raft on the New River George National River so basically it's kind of like a stop by town with a couple of historical things but there's really like there's seriously five people <laughs> anyhow <laughs> anyhow is Any in there's a we? there's another one that's in centralia pennsylvania uh it says, with smoke and noxious gases escaping from every nook.
0: <laughs> that does not sound right. Sounds like oh. like a college guy's dorm room. <laughs> that or
1: it's like of a man.
0: <laughs> but
1: anyway, this Pennsylvania town has been smoldering since 1962. Its underground fire is expected to burn for 250 more years. A landfill burn gone awry sparked the fire in an abandoned coal mine, which quickly spread into the veins of the coal deposits that had once been the key to Centralia's prosperity. When the initial damage was done, the catastrophe had scorched 140 acres of the town and the surrounding area. Residents evacuated homes, and the homes were leveled. In the highway, that that closed down as the massive fire caused gas like, gaping sinkholes that were spewing fumes. Of the nearly 2,000 Centralia residents who were there when the mines caught fire, only six of them remained, determined to make a few streets and buildings in this doomed town, their home until they die. I mean, that's amazing. Like, there's literally a fire smoldering under it. And smoke and gases are constantly coming up.
0: That's what it feels like in here right now. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of hot Before my battery dies, I want to get to the hometown heroes gotcha. and the story that we have before this goes. And then and then we can discuss things that have absolutely nothing to do with our topic. So, this hometown heroes story comes from Jennifer LaValle, Spencer's wife. <laughs> He's said hometown oh, no. heroes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week's hometown horrors story <laughs> comes from Jennifer LaValle. Spencer's wife. Oh, cool. So, yes, they are... <laughs> They're just so cool, and I don't even know. <laughs> so she says, When I was about 15 years old, my parents, brother, and I moved into this old farm- farmhouse built in 1880. Our first occurrence was lights flickering on and off. Then it went to footsteps. I just ignored it at first when more strange things started happening. I seen an old woman in the attic window wearing a black Victorian dress. I ran into the house and there was nothing there. I stood there confused, thinking I was going crazy. The next day, I got a small drum set as a gift, and I figured out, why not? I'm going to go play it. Well, later that night, my dad and I were in the living room, mind you. My bedroom was right above the living room, and all of a sudden, we heard the bass drum hit. My dad asked me if one of my friends was up there, and I said, no, we are the only ones home. So once again, I ignored it. At that point, nothing happened for about a week. Then one day, I came home from school, and my dad was sleeping because he worked third shift. And he woke up and said, why are you baking so much today? I said, Dad, I just got home from school. I'm not baking anything. My dad woke up for a while, so we went into the living room again. And once again, my bass drum hit. My dad and I went upstairs to check it out, and there was no one there. We turned around to go back downstairs, and the cymbals hit again, so I ran back up. I I stayed in my bedroom for about five minutes and the symbols hit again. I threw my drum set out the window. <laughs> Later that day, I was told by our landlord that her husband's mom passed away in the house and he lit. Uh, and she loved to bake. And his dad committed suicide in the driveway. Also, they used. <laughs> wow. Also, they used to hold funerals back there back in the early 1900s, <clears throat> where our living room is now. And yes, my husband's mom and her fiance and I live there now wow that's a that's, lot of history to find out after well it's good validation for
1: you too well when you're hearing things and you think you're going crazy and then to have somebody confirm why you're hearing it you know that's not just i'm thinking i hear it or see it that's some history to it that's yeah pretty cool that's...
0: good story that was a good story you got another one Sure. I just wanted to read that because I wanted to make sure we got it on this nope, episode. That
1: is fine. This one is called, is in Essex County, called Jail, Annex, North Caldwell in New Jersey. Jersey.
0: <laughs> I wonder if Marge lives there.
1: Uh, probably. She's probably going to be in the story.
0: Oh.
1: A prison oh, yeah. is always is always haunting. Well, duh. I mean, you got to think about... I can't imagine any prison that doesn't have some kind of haunting but Mm -hmm. there is an abandoned one and it exudes like a really creepy feeling and especially um this one is a victorian style it's excess county jail annex in new jersey it was built in 1873 and has expanded over the years to include like an auditorium hospital cafeteria a lot of the facility was closed down in the 1970s and it was abandoned for good in the 1990s it's been left to decay and vandalism. Is like completely done all the time by thrill seekers who go in there, and um, inmates' files are filled with like mugshots, rap sheets. They're soon all they're all over the floor, especially in the auditorium, while shotgun ports and tear gas modules on the ceilings in the mess hall remain, and they remind trespassers of the potential heroin fate should they be judged criminals. Wow. I can't believe they would leave all that stuff there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But um, I mean, it kind of sounds like part of it, you know, obviously shut down for a while, then completely abandoned. What you know, twenty years later,
0: but still, you would that's... think somebody would go clean all that up.
1: It'd be fat. The 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 idea that it's Victorian. That's mm-hmm. what appeals to me. I yeah. like the Victorian era, and so the idea of seeing a jail or prison that is from that era
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of fascinates me.
0: That's probably only like. A drive away, <laughs> uh, a li- little, bit of a drive. Pennsylvania's nice though.
1: Yeah, it's
0: I very can't... pretty. I've driven through there a few times. Pretty. You got anything else? Um, no, just just my random words. You're sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, I have one more. Okay. okay, cool. This one is Rolling Acres Mall in El, Akron, Ohio. It was built in nineteen seventy five and was expanded several times. The Rolling Acres Mall once housed more than 140 stores, a movie theater, and a food court. In 2008, the mall was closed and only two large retailers continued to operate, with all the stores finally closing in 2013. Having changed owners several times and currently in the process of foreclosure, the one bustling mall will likely be demolished. Until then, the one one million three hundred thousand square foot space remains an eerily empty relic of modern civilization, and its cracked glass ceilings, letting in snow during winter storms, is that the structure stands alone, in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Huh, I never—that's con- not that far. <laughs> I never considered that that abandoned malls could be ghost towns, but
0: kinda, yeah. Yeah, because essentially, like, it's got everything in it that, that you would need. I mean, there's no houses, but you see. I don't know, any abandoned big buildings are kind of, yeah, fun. Yeah, they're kind of
1: cool and creepy. Mm-hmm.
0: So, we were discussing earlier this week about maybe, it's not a for-sure thing, it's definitely not written in stone, becoming rich and famous and traveling everywhere. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We discussed maybe throwing in some mini episodes little ones that would be about 10 15 minutes just little combos yeah about just topics that we don't have a whole well we have a lot to say about everything but <laughs> well,
1: that's because we're women yeah so, i was just gonna say and we're yeah. always right and we know yeah. everything
0: yeah and if we don't you just fake it until you do yeah that's right word what what um <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know why i'm pointing at that paper there's nothing there to to be seen yeah, the mini episodes. So if you guys think of maybe some cool topics that you want us to cover.
1: Or if there's something that you wanna there. know or something you want to learn about spirituality or paranormal, mm-hmm. just anything small.
0: Or just wanna send in some words you wanna hear me trying to pronounce, that's always fun too. <laughs> that's true. Make her a big list of weird words.
1: Say supercalifragilist. Super. I, super <laughs> super caliph. Specialistic.
0: Super. Espialidocious. docious <laughs> I was like Ethan back with scissors. I say, Ethan. Say, si. He'd be like, si. Surs. Surs. I'll put it together. Zizzers. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Scissors. That's what I said. Zizzers. No, we separated again. Si. And he'd say, si. Surs. Surs. Put it together, bud scissors no and then we just let him say it because it, <laughs> it was cute now he says it right and it makes me sad I used to say uh, hospitable, hospitable for a hospital, hospital. mine is an ambulance and I I, too. I can't say it fast I get made fun of and I'm like I said it right and then it's like no you didn't and I'm like, like well, maybe you said it wrong yeah you're you're yeah. hearing it wrong clean your ears out buddy and yeah, get the mirror balls out of there <laughs> out of their stupid hmm. Man, we just like to hear ourselves talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, send in some ideas or words, whatever. You know what? It doesn't even have to be a paranormal topic. No, anything. If we're doing minis, we'll let you guys, how about we do this?
1: Yeah, just let we'll... them pick.
0: Yeah. yeah, you throw it at us. It could be about your favorite car, about your favorite tree, bird. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll make it fun. Just something new put out there i guess also with all that being said, i want to say i'm so bad now um <laughs> send in your stories for hometown horrors so we can read those and discuss them and have fun with them
1: yeah the stories are always fascinating Cause everybody has one i don't i, do. I don't care if you are a scientist, you don't believe in the paranormal, everybody has some kind of story.
0: Yeah. And everybody's is so different. That's what I like here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And so that's the thing, I don't read them until we get on here because I'll see, okay, yep, that's a law when that's going to be a story. And then I'm like, oh, whoa. And then I get all excited (laughs) that I got to read, try to read as I'm reading. Like, maybe that's why I can't talk. I'm getting ahead of myself. Inside me and outside me are two different people.
1: Well, (laughs) Your brain's bigger than your mouth. It thinks faster. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's argumentable. (laughs) Anyhow, so email us those stories, those ideas, those words, those lists at paranormalxl at com. And or find us on Facebook at (laughs) at (laughs) mirrorballs.com. Excel, mirrorballs. Paranormal, xl. No dot com. Because it's the Facebook. Oh, and don't forget, don't yuck someone else's yum. Ever. Ever. (laughs) All right, until next week, I really hope you're still listening. This one was kind (laughs) of just kind of thrown together because we were out there with the crew and we were kind of geeked about that. Yeah, so if anything, I hope you were entertained and laughed and are making lists of words. If you laughed
1: at least once. Keep listening.
0: Yeah, we were successful then. Because no, we'll make I mean, you laugh
1: twice next time.
0: Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See ya.
1: you. Yes.